Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Is there a good list of famous men who have died of uh, STDs? Died of it? Let me Google that into Google. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Let me Google didn't that. Ni- didn't Nietzsche die of syphilis? I don't remember. I think there's a number of them. Yeah. Al Capone. Al Capone yeah. died of syphilis, yeah. late stage syphilis. Yeah. Um, there's a rumor about the Mozart that he oh, succumbed yeah. to a. Uh, yeah. Uh, this first list is specifically of uh, syphilis. You got Capone, Nietzsche. Fran Schubert, you get the name. Oh, right. Another uh, composer. Yeah. Now he's a decomposer. Yeah. Hey, now. Edouard yeah. Manet, I believe. Artist. Yeah. Painter. Uh, these are all syphilis-related. Interesting. Yeah, well, syphilis is insidious, man. Oh, yeah. They had those horrific experiments on some black fellas in the 1930s. Was oh, jeez, yeah. Infamous, yeah. Uh, uh, help me out. Uh, what was the, the name of the institution? Anybody remember? Yeah, I don't. Was uh, it Tuskegee Institute? I'm thinking of the Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah, I don't want to get those mixed up. No, one is a great heroic right. story, and another one is right. the worst case of racism in our country. Yeah, but that's funny. That's what popped into my head, too. Anyway, uh, Google it. You got Henry VIII, perhaps history's most famous degenerate. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Beethoven says here. I think Caligula gets that honor, but. Beethoven. Really? Well, he was going deaf, and that's one of the. The syphilis can do that to you. Oh. Uh, Adolphus Hitler. He, he, he died to shoot syphilis. himself no, in the he, head. Yeah, yeah because of all the, 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 the syphilis. He, he, <laughs> he could have had the syphilis, though, also. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Although pe- I don't know if he was getting with anybody. Okay. Nobody really knows that. <laughs> so this list, is just put him in there. I don't know if he actually did, but why not? Just claim he had syphilis. He's a bad enough dude. We'll just start throwing <laughs> yeah. other stuff. In. Okay, yeah. so they're wow. taking a humorous oh, tone. Right. Nice. Humorous right. tone toward syphilis. Well, which yeah. brings us to our latest <laughs> story. Yeah. Pete Davidson, is, uh, D- Davidson of Saturday Night Live making a few STD-related jokes, and we'll have the uh, the serious response to the jokes in a moment, but first, let's enjoy some of the jokes together. Uh, like, I, I don't know, I understand people can be worried about STDs, you know, I get tested all the time because, you know, I look like I have all of them, and, yeah, and I might have created my own, but every single time, I just, I pray that I only get the ones that you just mentioned, because you could just, you know, take a pill and keep, you know, rolling the dice. Yeah, yeah. The flu could last like a month, but syphilis—it's like four days. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah. The flu is like four syphilises. <laughs> well, I guess that, that's like a really optimistic way of looking at it's it. The only you? way, yeah. Colin. That's good. Do we have the other the clip? That was funny. Where's that other one? No. So a record number of people have uh, curable STDs. You know what I hear? Way to go, science. All right? There's already a cure. We don't even need to, you know, have a race for it. Like, I read online that dating is actually, like, desegregating America. Like, online. It's, like, helping, you know? Way more people are dating, like, outside their race and, like, their social class and religion. You're going to risk all that ethnic harmony just to stop a few busted pipes from dripping? I don't think that's fair. (laughs) Fine. Penis, you child. <laughs> no, they don't let us say any of the fun words. You think busted pipe stripping was my first choice? I... <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> well, people have responded, Jack. And actually, this is not oh. kind of this is not a self-serious, um, dumb response to jokes. I think this is probably a good idea. The World Health Organization is reporting that, it's true, antibiotics can cure chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis infections. 
can. But two-thirds of the world's countries have reported gonorrhea cases that resist all known antibiotics. Super gonorrhea. Two-thirds of nations have seen gonorrhea that cannot be cured. Does gonorrhea kill you? I don't know that much about these diseases. Um, I know you don't want them. Sometimes these infections do not cause symptoms and go undetected. Left untreated, gonorrhea and chlamydia can lead to infertility in both men and women. Women, Pregnant women can pass the infections onto their newborns. Oof. Um, let's see. I know syphilis can kill you, as we've discussed. Right. But I don't know if there's end-stage gonorrhea. Does it make your crank fall off? I know, you know, it, it hurts when you pee. Does it make your crank fall off? <laughs> Asking the difficult questions. Seems like I would have heard about that. Uh, one of the uh, the greatest uh, undiagnosed lines in rock and roll history to me, or, or unrecognized lines, is uh, Cheap Trick's Surrender. The, the verse about just the other day I heard of a soldier's falling off some Indonesian junk that's going around. One of the great STD references in music mm. history. Mm. Um, well done, I say. Robin, or whoever wrote that song. So what is their point? Wear a condom? Oh, yeah. Well, I tell you what. You get the super gonorrhea that can't be cured by anything, and they just say, sorry, Jimmy, it'll hurt like fire every time you pee for the rest of your life until your crank falls off. So, yes, wear a condrome and uh, and don't don't get with hose. (laughs) Oh, of the male or female variety. Right. Yeah. Right. Wise advice. <laughs> Choose your partners wisely. <laughs> this is probably not good, but I was hanging out on my back uh, patio yesterday, uh, just chilling out, enjoying the sunshine. With your gonorrhea. And <laughs> In check. No, actually. <laughs> with my, back my gonorrhea with I antibiotics. have a controllable guy. <laughs> no, and I'm out there with Baxter, my dog. We're hanging out, and, and Judy comes out the back door, and he runs over to her, just runs straight over to her. I've been petting him. I said, dude, bros before hoes, huh? Good oh, one. Yeah. Good one. Judy said, what? I said, nothing. Right. <laughs> it's a song lyric. It's fine. Yeah, That's a good one. It's a rap thing. I'm into the hip hop now, yeah. The whole, um, uh, I never got an STD I'm uh, amazed at um, and thankful for. Did you get with hoes? <laughs> don't, don't even answer no, that. No, the, the thing is, you know, the whole being careful <laughs> thing, the difficult thing is so you're careful. And then maybe even your the girl my girlfriend was careful, mm-hmm. but was her ex boyfriend careful? I mean, right. so you got to go so many, you know, generations or even further. Was he? They're, they're all generations. You think their grandma had gonorrhea? <laughs> <laughs> I was using generations in a different term. Like uh, when you make a recording of a recording, that's one generation. Oh, so I'm looking oh, at it that way. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> But that's the hard part. <laughs> right. Well, I remember back when they used to try to terrify us into not having sex because my generation wanted to have sex, unlike modern kids. But anyway. Um, Easy to cure now because uh, young people say, sex, you gross. Right. I just like porn. Uh, but when they were trying to terrify us out of having sex, they said, you're, you're having sex with everyone your partner has ever had sex with. Well, that's, not, that's not technically true, though, right? Well, my number's a lot higher than I've been telling people then. <laughs> I've been dismissing that since <laughs> yeah. the first time I heard it. There, there, Dozens a, at a time. There's a shelf life for all this stuff. Isn't is, there? Is there? I think there is. Or is you, there, Jimmy? Or you would, have, you would have symptoms and you would have got it taken care of. Would you? 
Right. I don't oh, believe right. that. No, 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 no. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe I'm going to meet a girl yeah. who's who's had syphilis for five <laughs> years. Yeah. You'd probably be able to tell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I got to tell you, there's the herpes, and a lot of times oh, yeah. oh, that one hasn't even come yeah. up. Yeah. That one's different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Choose your partners carefully, people. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, I can't remember. I was trying to remember when uh, the great incurables came out were were recognized. Uh, the the horrible herp was when I was uh, an active fellow. Um, but the AIDS was not really. Um, it had just started taking off. Because yeah. I, 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 when I had mononucleosis, my roommate and I both had mononucleosis at the same time in college. And the, the college doctor asked me when I went in because he'd seen him. Uh, I think we got it from his girlfriend or whatever. But anyway, he asked us, and this would have been 1984, mm-hmm. like right when AIDS was new right. and there wasn't that much known about it. Yeah. And he said, I got to ask you this because all the symptoms show it. Are you two strictly heterosexual? Oh, he boy. thought we were gay and had, because everybody thought it was a gay thing then. Yeah, thought we were gay and had the AIDS. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought you started with AIDS and you're going to work your way down from there. The worst disease on earth right now. Right. You're going to start there and work your day way down to maybe it's something else. Oh, it it might be mono. mono. Right. It's important to eliminate the big ones. Well, yes, exactly. Yes. I don't know. Maybe he had just watched 2020 the night before and he thought this sounds just like that. Or perhaps there had been some kind of outbreak on your campus. I mean, you know. Maybe he'd seen yes. yeah, some fellers. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Which brings us to the Queen movie. It's a fine movie. I haven't seen it. Freddie Mercury died of AIDS, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, it yeah. really sucks. Yeah, it really, 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 really does. Um, there's some touching scenes in there. Many of them created for the screen, but what do I care? It's a fine movie. Now, I will only watch a rock biopic if it's perfectly accurate. If you like a lot of choppy edits over table conversations, this is the movie for you. There's, there listen is, to you bitching. There's a lot of unnecessary <laughs> you edits. didn't like movie. the editing. I, I find it hard to believe I wouldn't hate that movie. This looks good. like everything I hate about that sort of thing. Oh, really? Yeah. But I haven't seen it. So oh, maybe no, I it's really good. I loved it. And I put off seeing it for a long time because it was inaccurate, but... <laughs> um, so. I need accuracy in my rock and roll movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the how did they get a guy who sings more like Freddie Mercury than anybody on earth except the late Freddie Mercury? Mm. How many guys did they audition, or who, did, who, the, who or can looks, Rami Malek just do uh, Mick Jagger every and, bit as much, or and David looks, Bowie? And you, you got to look kind of like him, right, kind of sort of. You yeah. know, a big black woman wouldn't have been as she sings exactly <laughs> wow, like Freddie Mercury. Wow, I, I don't need a white man deciding who can play what role. I don't want you can't have an opinion. You're a white man. Big old black cow playing Freddie Mercury. Because she sounds like him. Uh, Suspend your disbelief, honey. Suspend your disbelief. (laughs) Most of this is made up anyway. The whole boom, boom, That's not the way it happened. Right, right. Who cares? Mm. Just enjoy her her vocalizings. Enough! Oh, is that the uh, lady who hates white guys? Give us one more, because that was was just mystifying to people tuning in now. What's the matter with you? You have to have context. No, don't play it now. I'm yelling at you. There has to be context for humor. There's no friggin' context. Now play it again. Enough. There's still no context. (laughs) Enough what? Do you have something that references white people, you numbskulls? (laughs) Wow. And you stop it. You are a white male. 
There, that's better. There, there you go. Okay. And a nice now we're good. <laughs> Fantastic. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Anyway, oh, I mentioned pickup trucks, but nah, I was going to... I gotta. I want to sell my my old F one fifty. I bought it. I'm just not using it as much as I thought. When Judy and I came up with another idea for doing what we needed, and now I gotta sell it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's in the price range where it's full on. Either you know young people or, or working class people who need a work truck, or just, or scary or, people, or scary people, randos. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's gonna be somewhere in the seven thousand dollar range, right? So oh, you're better off than when I sold my truck that was worth like. Twenty five hundred bucks at the point. Yeah, and I just thought I just I just don't want to meet a whole bunch of people over this. And listen, this changes through life because I've privately sold cars before, but I just can't stand the idea of randos coming by sure. and saying, "Will you take two thousand No, no, I'm a busy man. I don't have time for this. You go away, go away. I just so what is the price on a pain in the ass? Do I go to one of your places that'll write you an offer and just take it, lose thousands of dollars, or do I deal with randos? <laughs> How many miles does that have on it? Just over a hundred. Okay, I found, but it's in perfect shape. My, I just replaced the transmission. My truck had two hundred thousand miles on it, and I didn't know this, or I would have sold it before I got there. But you can't get a loan on a vehicle with two hundred thousand miles, mm. so that cuts out a ton of people. So you got to be getting somebody who's going to be able to pay cash for it. So you eliminate. You know, so if you go over two hundred thousand miles, you really can't sell a vehicle. Hardly. New tranny, newer tires, looks brand new, ice cold air conditioning. The CD changer works occasionally. <laughs> of course, who listens to CDs these days, right? How's the eight track? <laughs> it's got a, right. it's got a Bluetooth. If like you've got one rotten tooth, <laughs> <laughs> if you get in it, it'll have a Bluetooth. Uh. That's about the only way. Yeah, but I don't know. I just I I, I hate to give away money. But I just can't stand it. You'd rather give away time. <laughs> An annoyance. Yeah, and just that uncomfortable, weird. Yeah, I don't know. Or I, I, could, I have. I could torch it for the insurance. I have sold that, vehicles. Can you edit that part out, Michael? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll edit that well, part out. Yeah, right. I've sold vehicles because I always I buy everything used, so I'm never dealing with very much money. But I've sold vehicles like between in, in fairly recent years, between like thirty five thousand dollars down to twenty five hundred. And you get the further you get down the road, if you're doing Craigslist and that sort of stuff, the way more likely you're gonna. Okay, I'll meet you at the you know the Costco on the corner of here and here, so we're in a parking lot because you ain't coming to my house. Yeah. I'll meet you there, and they don't show up. the The percentage of people that don't show up goes way up the farther you go down. And so, how many times you want to do that? Oh, drive Lord. over there and wait. Okay, it's not twenty minutes later. I haven't heard anything. You're texting him. Guess I'll go home. How many times you want to do that? Yeah, not many. Not very many. I'd rather be gnawed on by a giant prehistoric oh, parrot. <laughs> it'd be like when we sold one of our goats. So we did the, why do we reselling these particular goats? I don't remember. But anyway, sold them on Craigslist, and it was a woman that, that sounded a little sketchy to my wife. I mean, because we do have people come up to our house, but this is a little weird, and it was very low price. It was like 30 bucks or something. $30 um, goat. Had a defective teat, if I remember correctly. Um, uh, and so, you know. judgmental. Not worth as much. <laughs> Similar to Stormy Daniels, in my opinion. Oh! oh, 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 oh. Did you hear that? Oh. Huh? 
So anyway, so we got so I meet her at the like uh, In and Out parking lot. This woman, she gives me the thirty dollars. I've got the goat in my pickup, and she puts it in the back seat of her Honda Civic. Yeah. with her son, it looked like sitting back there. Just put it in the back seat, and it's jammed up against the window, and, well, and off else? they drive. Wow. Okay. As opposed to like a crate in the back of a truck or something. I or? don't know. I don't. I wouldn't transport it in the back seat. Just standing there in the seat. Well, they pee and poo all over. <laughs> Absolutely, the place. Yeah. it was right as I was watching it. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Not real familiar with goats, are you? <laughs> Whatever. Who knows what that was? Plan was probably some sort of witchery. That's what I'm guessing. So if you know somebody's going to dispatch the goat, you won't sell it. Like goat meat is delicious. Oh my god, I had a goat burger. One of my, oh man, I had a goat burger that was seriously both my wife and I couldn't shut up about how good it was as we ate it. It's the number one eaten meat in the world, I believe. I believe it's bigger wow. than beef, goat. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's big anyway. It's delicious. Yeah. No, we don't sell it for that. Orcas Island. Sort of stuff. San Juan Islands. Oh, Goat Burger. Lovely oh. Orcas. Oh, oh, I'd be there right oh, now yeah. if I could be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I can't be because I'm slaving away at this b****. Huh? Am I oh, wrong? Jeez, I had oh. to get an S-bomb Ow. in. Wow. It's fun. Didn't feel okay unless you dropped an S-bomb. It's fun. Try it at home. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. The whole phone thing is just so amazing. And and we don't recognize enough how much we've changed as beasts. I, I used this example a while back. Stopped at a fast food restaurant around noontime for lunch. I'm in there with uh, my oldest son, Sam. And then three guys come in that were uh, painters, I think. They were wearing the painting clothes and had paint all over them in their boots, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Three dudes come in there for lunch, like taking their lunch break from painting houses. They go in there, they sit down, and they're all looking at their phones, waiting for their food. And and I thought, when I was that age doing that kind of work, lunchtime, you're all sitting around talking. Cracking wise. Yeah. My brother said his lunchroom, my brother does a, a manual labor kind of job, and he said their lunchroom is everybody stares at their phones. It's completely silent in there. Wow. It's just not the way it was whenever, wow. whenever I was working a job where we all got together in the lunchroom. We talked the entire time. Right. The whole hour. You know, if birds fell silent, the entire world of science would be freaking out. And those are, those, those, uh, another example that I've thrown out recently was I went to pick up my son from a summer camp and I got there. And so me and the other parents are waiting around outside the door for it to be one o'clock when they come out or whatever. And I wasn't on my phone. I, I am plenty. I'm not. So fantastic that I'm beyond that or something. But I wasn't on my phone. I walked up there, and the three parents were standing there that were already there, and they were on their phones. And I stood there for a while, and I thought, okay, this is this this is weird. This is what it would have been like a couple of years ago. And they kept looking at their phones as we waited the next five minutes till the kids came out, and eventually I got out my phone. So you had four parents that in any other time before smartphones. Any other place? We would have started talking. There would have been a conversation going. Right. And I would have found out, oh, you're from blank, or you're into blank, or you're, oh, yeah, well, you live right in two houses, you know, all that sort of stuff. Right. None of that happens. Nobody spoke a word to each other. Waited for the kids to come out, and then we went to our cars. Mm. And then this that I observed just two days ago, which actually hurt my heart. So I'm at a restaurant with Grandma and Grandpa and my two sons, and I can see straight across from another big booth, uh, 
over on the side of the restaurant. I can see into their booth. And it looked to be, I don't know what the situation was, but I think it was two sisters and their families. Both had a couple of kids. It's like five kids there. Two women that look kind of similar in their 40s. Kids. think they're moms. Every kid, five kids total, every kid had a phone in their hand. All five kids sitting there. Wow. They're cousins. And, all, and so brothers, sisters, and cousins, they all have a phone in their hand for the 20 minutes we were there. Um, you know, the ordering process and the waiting for the food and everything like that. And then we finally left. And the, 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 two, the two moms or sisters, I think, talked a little bit. Those cousins didn't speak to each other at all. Wow. Wow. You tell me that's not going to have a radical change on the structure of society? I mean radical. Right. And maybe we're already there. With the suicide rate and depression and anxiety and school shootings and yeah, everything. Yeah, we're absolutely got... already there. Oh, my God. Yeah. That whole 20 minutes, when I was a kid, we would have been talking to each other. The cousins would have been talking to each other about school or sports or girls or whatever the hell you're talking about. Yeah. They didn't speak a word to each other. Well, if you're talking about uh, a lot of the victims of suicide that you mentioned or, or anxiety or loneliness or whatever, 14, 16, 18, 20 years is a lifetime. It's their entire lifetime. I'm not, sure we're can, talking about. I'm not sure I can come up with a more radical change that's happened in that short a time for human beings. I don't think there's anything that even comes close to comparing. No. That fast? Well, that's uh, communication so fundamental. So fundamental to how we build alliances and companionship and figure out if we're in danger or not. I mean, all of that. You know, it's like a uh, wave is showing you have an open hand. You don't have a weapon. Um, it's just so fundamental to being human. I was thinking about all the things I've heard from conversations I remember, things I remember my aunt saying, my uncle saying, those kids didn't get because they were on their phones. They didn't hear what their aunt said or their aunt wasn't talking to them. Right. Very weird. Yeah, overheard conversations. That's right. I would hear my dad and, and his, well, his uh, brothers-in-law, my mom's uh, brothers. Uh, my mom had no brothers. The husbands of my, in short, my uncles. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would I would overhear yeah. conversations, and and I still remember some of them. Yeah. Does it change your perspective if at that table those six kids are all playing the same game together, just all like if they're playing words with friends on their phones at the table, and so they are interacting in that way, and it's less of a solitaire. Uh, I don't mechanism? know, not much. I, I don't think there's anything that could replace them talking to each other and looking at each other and talking to the parents. Yeah, it's, it's certainly still creating conversation. Still bad, and I, I think the point that you guys made right before I made that, where you are, by proxy, just absorbing the conversations of the adults oh, yeah. around you oh, is yeah. probably invaluable. I used to get such a kick out of hearing my dad talk to other grown-ups when I was a kid. Just, right. It was like a different view of him. Yeah. But, and I'm not above this. I have spent way too many minutes or hours on my phone uh, around my kids. I'm not happy about that at all, but just observing it it's just pain it's almost right. it was painful to look at that family. You, you know, think the, of what they're all missing out on and they don't even know. The other thing too that I've discovered is that conversation among family members or friends also brings an element of comfort. Just the sound of the other people's voices. Oh, there are things sure. going on there. You know, there are yeah. things going on in the interaction between human beings right. that are important. We don't understand. You add in a family dynamic of that. Mm-hmm. Of uh, you know, we're we're all of the same gene pool and this right. and that and everything like that. There'd be things, important things happening nobody has any idea of, but they don't occur anymore. 
Yeah. And when I've when we get together at Christmas, my nieces looking at their phones instead of talking to each other and it's just oh, it's, gonna it's hurt. rough. You I'm know, not going to let my kids do that. Um I'm going to be uh comforted by the fact that I think society will be on my side by then or already kind of switching, but um that's rough. So I live next door to a vacant lot and um I'm hoping nobody ever builds on it. It because wasn't, but when you moved in, they <laughs> we terrorized the people they till they left. Yeah. No, but it's left. got like a uh, a significant part of the year. It's got like a little wetland in it, and and year round they're like toolies and stuff. So water collects there. It comes up from the ground or something. And if anybody ever tries to build next to us, I'm going to have them prosecuted by the EPA. There you go. Uh, but anyway, so uh, a good chunk of the year, frogs are calling to each other. Can you imagine, back to the animal world, if all of a sudden I noticed the frogs just never croaked at each other, never wanted to, Jack, get together, sexually, date, breed, whatever, and and I were to walk up to the pond, and what's going on there? And uh, all the frogs are on their smartphones. I mean, that would be surprising oh. in a couple of different ways. Um, but that would be, again, frog experts would go crazy. There would be international conferences. <laughs> <laughs> They would probably talk about whether they had both sets of genitalia. <laughs> Do we have that? Drop it in there, I Michael. feel like there needs to be a PSA campaign in, in the way that for years we had, uh, you know, don't do drugs or don't smoke or whatever. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Of a, don't, don't let your kids sit there at the table staring at their phone. Right. I've heard some attempts at public service announcements where they, they're telling young moms in particular, hey, talk to your kid, sing to your kid. Read to your kid. Don't be staring at your cell phone. And or, you know, talking to your, your buddy um, as you push him down the street in a stroller. That breaks my heart, man. That's the, the, I, I love that so much with our little kids in the stroller or whatever, or pulling them in a wagon, just talking about everything you see. But, nah, what are you going to do? This is depressing. you got to move on, Jack. You're living in the past. We're dying as a species. Uh, you know... Learn to sell people's bones for profit. You gotta make lemonade out of the lemons. Learn to if, sell people's bones. If you're for dying as a species, wow. become an undertaker. Oh, right? Wow. You gotta be a winner. You gotta be a winner or a whiner. You know, a I winner. know what you've been so far. In a real crass, not thinking about the morality of this, is there some way to benefit or profit off of? The everybody's lonely and anxious crowd. Selling their bones. <laughs> well, yeah, selling drugs to them. Yeah. No. Yeah. The uh, pharmaceutical companies figured that out. Sure, yeah. The antidepressants, anti-anxiety. we got to think outside the box. i got to put some thought into that. People are isolated, anxious, the paradox lonely. Of, of, i got to make a living off of those people. <laughs> right? Of simultaneously never being more connected and being more isolated than we've ever been is a, is a strange riddle to kind of figure out. Oh, Bill Maher has a great line in his screed that we're going to play on tomorrow's show where he said, <laughs> it used to be people got up in the morning and looked at the newspaper to see what all the scumbags of the world had done and, and you just kind of shake your head and think, well, you know, at least my life's better than that. Um now, people get up in the morning and look at all the, phony sometimes, but all the greatest things people have done, and, and look at it and think, oh, my life's not as good as that. That is, that is, that is the change. Right. 
My life's better than that country over there, thank God. Now you look at, oh, my neighbors are having sex and got a new car and went on vacation. And yeah. Everybody I know from high school is successful and good-looking, and I'm not. You know, it's funny you should bring that up. I almost, well, I did mention on the show that Judy and I took a whack at uh, Big Little Lies. It's an HBO series, Nicole Kidman, et al. Um, and I hated all the characters, and I couldn't stand to watch it because I hated these people so much. The other part of it was that virtually everybody but this one character has a... Three to thirty million dollar oceanside mansion in Monterey, like beachfront overlooking the crashing waves, the cypress tree, the sunset, spectacular real estate. And I found myself like resenting it and being envious of it. And I thought, wow, what is that? Millionaires and billionaires. Well, yeah, but I thought that's this is making me edgy and uncomfortable. And yeah. So you get up and you subject yourself to that every day on social media? Who needs that? Yikes! Weird. Yeah, no. Somebody said stick with that show and you'll like it. That the first episode was hard for them to take, too. Yeah, they... okay. I'll, I'll do one or two more because Judy seemed to enjoy it. It's a bunch of biatches being really cruel to each other. And I was like, this is stressing me out. I don't need to be watching this. <laughs> Your review is not inaccurate. Yeah. It is very much the same feelings um, I got when I watched a it. A bunch too. of biatches? Yeah. Oh, it's horrific. Michael, you got Alex Jones and the Frogs or no? I want that. Two thirds of the frogs down in Houston are bisexual. <laughs> what I played that sooner, but I was on my phone. Is. It's a gay bomb, baby. <laughs> right? Boy, those are swinging water holes down in Houston, man. It's a gay bomb, baby. Almost every guinea pig is horribly deformed with their testicles on top of their heads. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, it's so unique. I don't want to. I, there's no way for me to talk about it the way I did without sounding like I, I'm morally superior or, or looking down or something. I just, I just, I know how what if you easy, are. I know how easy it is to, to get sucked into your phone. Man, I'm telling you, don't, don't let your kids short period on this life go by where they don't listen to their aunt or uncle or cousins and they're looking at their phone. Oh, don't do that. Although it's it's so different. If you grew up in a cold climate, it doesn't seem that cold to you. If you grew up staring at your phone, all of a sudden you're told, cut it out, you're going to listen to these conversations. It's going to seem torturous. It is. Well, they're going to have to get used to it, because I'm not going to let my kids do it. Good man. Good man. But like I said, I think they're going to grow up in an era where everybody everybody is saying the same. Everybody's saying don't smoke. Right. And don't drink the tap water in Houston. With the genitals on top of their heads. <laughs> right? You don't want that. Which some people like. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is best of Armstrong and Getty. So I think uh, on the show we we under discuss the gigantic prehistoric parrots that have been discovered yeah. recently. How long ago did these parrots live? Oh, uh, like uh, twenty years ago. No, it's like the eighties. Sixties. Seventies. Right around Madonna's second album. <laughs> Leg warmers and slap bracelets. <laughs> exactly. Disco no, it was 16 to 19 million years ago. Okay. They initially thought that they belonged to an enormous, possibly human-eating eagle, which is, uh, that'd be something. Um, an enormous eagle that would swoop down and eat humans. Mm. Now, there are eagles that'll swoop down and eat your damn little purse dog. I mean, without even thinking about it. And it had it coming. Well, <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 no kidding, god dang it, well, bite my ankle again, will you? 
Um, but uh, no, they're thinking it's a gigantic parrot. Um, and a, uh, they think what was the weight on it? That's what really impressed. Was me. it on a particular island, or where, where did you say it was? I mean, were they limited to a pretty narrow space? Well, it was discovered by uh, researchers in New Zealand. Okay, because I have in my mind whatever island that was, they had tiny little people for a long time. They still have tiny people there, actually. And they've always been trying to figure out why they're four feet tall. Yeah, yeah. They think it uh, may weigh about 15 pounds, which doesn't sound like much. But if you're a bird that weighs 15 pounds, that's an enormous bird. It was three feet tall and weighed 15 pounds? Yeah, size of a small child. Hmm. Uh, Beautiful plumage. Right. Mm. I wish, you know, and this has been dramatized in in stupid movies uh, for years, but I'd like to go back to the prehistoric times when everything was bigger. The rhinos were gigantic. They're the size of like a couple elephants. The elephants were the size of a garage. You know, your woolly mammoth. Well, your buffaloes, the prehistoric buffaloes were twice the size of the modern ones. There's just so much room to roam, I guess, and... But then they were so big and slow when people did come around with their spears, they just killed all of it and mm. ate them or skinned them or what right. have you. Mm. Your, Neanderth- Every- your Neanderthal ancestors were two or three times your size? And I don't believe that's correct, no. Oh, oh, no, okay. but uh, back in a prehistoric day, yeah. I did a, uh, a well, well-received report on prehistoric horses in the <laughs> fourth grade? I see. <laughs> received by who? Highly <laughs> graded. Oh, oh, gold freaking oh. star positive, Sean. Yeah, right. Gold star. Stop. Yelp reviews. Did it have drawings and or uh, illustrations of some sort? But there are, uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. But there were a number of BFHs back in prehistoric times. I mean, they'd, <laughs> they'd scare up a Jesus out of you. <laughs> little, cute little ones, too. Yeah. Fascinating prehistoric horses. Maybe you ought to carve out a couple of segments on the show someday and I can talk about it. I'm interested. The Neo Hippus, for instance. I'm I interested on why things couldn't be much smaller than they are. Everything, just everything. You know, goes down to like a third of what it is now. Why oh not? Oh, my God. We just have more space and need less food, and there's, you know, they'll be fine. Right. Like a, a monster golf hole would be 200 yards long. We all start talking like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be fine. I should get used to it. Everything shrink down. That'd be cool. Yeah, and animals. They and, already and, got the mini cattle. Those are so cute. Mini animals are big. I have Nigerian dwarf goats. That's mini what animals are big? That was oh. confusing. Well, they're, they're popular. All right. <laughs> It's a mixed message. Yeah, really. It's a mixed message. I can see why you'd be confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I ran into these. We actually have a listener, a, a fag, who who raises these tiny little Irish cattles. Uh, cattles. Listen to me. I can't remember what they're called exactly, but they're 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 freaking miniature cows, and they're cute as can be. Yeah, my wife wants a miniature cow. For what, though? Little tiny glasses of milk? To have. Do you make tiny burgers out of them, or what? No. my interest in cows is that where sliders come from? Steaks. That's where sliders sliders come from. Miniature cows, exactly. Funny. Funny. (laughs) (laughs) We we had somebody wanted to buy one of our goats uh, through our neighbor to sacrifice for some Muslim holiday. Sure. And uh, we... It's your goat now. We don't do that. No, you don't? (laughs) No. Sorry. Um, uh, Mini horses? Delightful mini donkeys. Yep. Very cute as well. Mm-hmm. Get your kid to ride them. Put on a little cowboy suit. That'd be fabulous. So I've, I've mentioned the magazine that came out last year that had my wife horrified on the cover of whatever it was. Uh, Are donkeys the new goats was the headline. Because <laughs> miniature, miniature goats have been popular for so long, and that's yes. the business my wife is in, and then miniature donkeys apparently have caught on. And mm. Is that uh 
immediately. It's like fidget spinners. It just goes away. Nobody cares about miniature goats anymore. With it. Get it out of here. You know, I just had a great idea. So you got like a uh, some uh, canyon somewhere. It's one of your lesser canyons. It's no Grand Canyon. Snake River? Nobody goes there. Here's what you do. You have dwarves, <laughs> dwarves riding miniature donkeys down into the canyon on tours. So when people get there, <laughs> makes the canyon look bigger. Because <laughs> oh, you're not the Grand Canyon, right. so you're trying to compete against right. it. You got we, kind of a lesser size canyon. We dig the canyon deeper. Right. Anybody think that's a good idea? No. Certainly not, Jim. Certainly not. We get tiny people on right. tiny animals right. lying around, so it just looks bigger. So you go to the rim of the canyon, you look down, and you holy oh my crap, God. Look at that. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and all you, literally two to three times deeper in appearance than it is. Yeah, all your Instagram posts would be really good looking, because yeah. like, look right. at the size of this canyon. Look, that's it's, it's what, 80 what, times that person. That's what i got to do when I sell my house. You get a tiny person on a tiny little animal. Animal over in the corner of your living room for the picture. Right. Look at the size of that living room. It's like a basketball court. <laughs> right. Right in the backyard. It's vast, honey. Yeah. <laughs> we can finally, you know, put up that batting cage the boys want. You know. Yeah, I'm telling you. It's out of the box, but any company that likes that sort of visionary thinking, I'm willing to be hired. <laughs> I'm tired go. of this racket. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at Armstrong. Strongandgetty.com.